of cookies, butter crunch, 88, Oscars, and blue and white duck. Hey, y'all. My name is Kiana Hines, and I'm here to shed some light on a very dark topic. This podcast will be tailored around any and everything related to death, dying, and grief. Life after a loved one has passed can be an extremely hard and confusing time to deal with one's own emotions and feelings. After all of the I'm so sorry and stay strong fade away, reality hits and the realization that your loved ones will never come back starts to dwell. What do you do with these feelings? The Tony Rose Foundation Inc. would like to present Life After Death, the notorious G-R-I-E-F podcast series with your host, Kiana Hines. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, hello, hello Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to Life After Death, the notorious G-R-I-E-F podcast series brought to you by the Tony Rose Foundation, Inc. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in today on this blessed Sunday. It is a beautiful day outside. I woke up grateful, humble, gave thanks to the Lord Almighty, and I'm just ready to jump right into things. So on our first episode of Life After Death, we spoke about the late, great Nipsey Hussle and his untimely death. Uh, I asked you guys for feedback, and um, I got some feedback from you guys, which was greatly appreciated. Shout out to everybody that's tuned in, listening. Uh, shout out to everybody that you know feels like this is somewhat beneficial in their lives. This is why I started it up. But this is the feedback I got. So the guys wanted me to be more of myself okay I'm working on that less robotic okay trying less noise disturbances I'm trying very hard on that one okay um I'm gonna read out a quote I got from an an anonymous listener she did state or she or he or she did state uh I felt crazy feeling sad for Nipsey Hussle's passing because I did not know him or his music Listening to your podcast helped me understand that grief can hit anyone. It doesn't matter if you knew the person or not. We are humans, so it is okay to feel and to express how you feel. Anonymous. Thank you so much for tuning in and for that thought. That's exactly uh, the reaction I did want from that episode. I just wanted everyone to just, you know, take a look from grief from the outside looking in. It doesn't really have to be that you, you know, you lost someone you knew. It could just be that person that, you know, that left that is no longer here just made an impact on your life. And that's why you feel this way. So, again, thank you so much for you guys for tuning in. Um, Today, we are jumping right into episode two which is about missing our mothers. So last June, I did lose my mom, tragically and suddenly. And uh, life has not been the same ever since. But God knows that I am trying my best and I'm pushing through every, every day. Um, I know that I'm not the only person that's lost a mom uh, in this world. So healers, I have a special guest today. Her name is Miss Dewana Marshall, um, and she's going to share with you guys her experiences. Uh, we met back in college in 2005, but our relationship really blossomed when we shared a common pain, which was grief. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Miss 
Dewana Speedy Marshall to the healers. Please introduce yourself, Speedy. Grand Rising Healers. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Dewana Marshall. I am a motherpreneur <laughs> and healing advocate. I'm the CEO of Visions by Angel, of which my mom gave the name and the life to my business. Boop, boop, pick up yourself, mommy. Um, and I have recently launched my bridal boutique. Um, and I'm so happy to be here, Kiana. Like, yes. I'm very excited. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to come and sit at the table and talk to me and our healers out here in the world. But one thing I know it wasn't easy for you to grieve uh, your mom. I yeah. will never forget when you actually lost your mom. I remember the time period too. I remember telling my mom, you know, thinking like, oh my gosh, this girl I went to school with was so close to her mother, something similar to our relationship. And yes. her mom just passed. Like, I can't even, you know, fathom what she's going through. No joke, girl. <laughs> it was no joke. It's something that, even though my mom was sick from when we were in Delhi, like, that's the crazy part. A yes. lot of people don't realize that as a freshman, my Mom fell very sick with meningitis, um, and she was sick for about nine years. What year did she get sick? Um, my mom got sick initially um, at the end of 2006. Okay. Um, and then 2007, that was when, you know. So in the height of your 20s. Literally. Yes. Like when everybody's parents was coming up for family day in Delhi, my mom couldn't walk up the stairs no more, mm. and she wasn't even 40. You know, so it was it was a big thing, you know, for me that I had to accept a little bit of responsibility and that things for me was just going to be a little different than the people around me. Okay. Um, when did she pass? Um, my mom passed away July 5th, 2016. We're about okay, to come so up on the anniversary. Three years? Or yeah, three going up on three, like, like this week coming. Time flies. Yes, this is major, being yeah. here today, Kiana. Yes. <laughs> that divine timing yes so i'm glad i could um you know assist in your healing absolutely you know absolutely path. uh one thing i did want to point out was the difference between sudden death versus prolonged death um so like my mom we, we may have both lost our moms i know it's the same pain my mom you know was taken from me unfortunately um your mom was sick so you actually got to see her you know passing at mm -hmm. a slower rate like you know yeah do you feel that people can grieve differently depending on how they pass, how the person passed away? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I can say for myself, I, I felt grateful. You know, it was a very intense time in my life to actually watch my mom, who I knew to be like a superhero and no weakness, strength, you know, and to physically had seen, you know, the nine years begin to slowly transition and take her down. And then when it, she really went down, it was like, oh, snap. And, you know, just continuing to talk to her and just grab the wisdom from her um, that she had already begun to give me throughout the years, but really just being able to spend those moments with her. I was very, very grateful for that. But I do think that people, they grieve differently. You know, everyone's impact you know, that they have on someone else's life is very, very different. You know, trauma is different at every level. 
You know, mm-hmm. you can have somebody hit your car from the behind and they can walk away. But then someone else can get hit from the behind and their whole spine is jacked up. Mm-hmm. You know, so trauma is trauma, but how it affects each individual is different. And okay. I think as a society, it's so important for us to give people the room, the space and the time to grieve. Yes, I agree. Everyone is different. Um, and I believe that everyone grieves differently. There's no right way to grieve and there's no wrong way to grieve. Oh, no. So I definitely agree. Yeah. Uh, let's touch base on losing a parent at a young age versus an old age. Do you feel there should be a same level of compassion despite the age? I do. I do. I had somebody say to me, oh, my God, I know exactly how you feel. And I had to be very honest with them. I said, losing a parent, yes, we share that. However... Your parent being able to be there for your kids' graduations, for your weddings, for their first days of school, to help you fix your credit, you know, you've had that, you know what I mean? And until I actually said it to a few older people who lost their parents older in their lives, that was when it really hit them, you know? And I wasn't looking for any, like, pity party or anything, but just clarity, you know what I'm saying? So... I do think that the compassion, yes, especially for people who have lost their parents very young. My brother, Mm -hmm. my brother lost his mom when he was a baby, you know. So, I mean, his family has definitely contributed in raising him. However, it's nothing like mom, you know. Well, speaking on that, my next sub-question to that. (laughs) Okay. When you are the youngest griever amongst a family of elders, do you feel like the compassion is different? So you mentioned your, your brother losing his mom at a young age, so... He already was a young, you know, labeled a young griever, mm-hmm. you know, and that stigma is now on him. Yes. Regardless of who's taking care of him now, it's mm-hmm. like, this boy lost his mom, you know, it's X, Y, Z. Do you feel like there's a, a is there a, a clear understanding amongst the elders? Do they really get it? I don't think they do. Yeah. I don't think they do. I think that because the elders are so used to being responsible, mm-hmm. that they're thinking of the X's and O's and not the S's that swirl yes. around, you know what I mean? Yes. Those sometimes um, unpredictable, sometimes inevitable things that you can't control, yeah. you know, but the teaching is important, you know what I mean? The love is important, and the patience. Grieving is, is not an easy thing. Like, oh. it takes a lot of patience. It's, a, it's one thing that I learned is going to be with you every day. I think that's why I really wanted to start this up because I'm realizing that I have to deal with this for the rest of my life. It's got to be a way that I have to make this work for me um, and not consume me. Girl, this crept up on me driving here today. <laughs> I know. It's, it's going to happen. Gonna happen. <laughs> but I'm happy that you were actually driving to an outlet yes. and you can actually release this. And oh, yes. home with a way better mindset. It's and big happen. up yourself, bro, because Thanks. you know what I mean? Like, I needed that, you yeah. know? And we don't cry enough we don't talk about it enough we don't pray enough mm-hmm. we don't be still enough you know to just really let those things go yes so my next question uh we are both mommies shout up candle and taylor big up big yourself, up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what both of our, mo- of our daughters knew our mothers they had very close relationships with them Probably love them more than us. I know Kendall Word. can vouch for that. <laughs> That's right? the truth. I can't. Uh, what was one coping mechanism you used as a mom to help Taylor understand that her grandma wasn't coming back? Well, with Taylor, 
um, because, as I said, my mom was in the hospital and she went to rehab and then Mount Sinai and in hospice, it was a transition. So I was honestly able to really coach her through what her eyes mm-hmm. were receiving. And then thereafter, in addition to that, my dad had passed away a year before my mom did. Um, and Taylor was even younger. Um, so I was able to explain to her, especially because she's getting older and now she sees other kids and their grandparents mm-hmm. and she's like well you know I've got these two grandparents but where's your mommy right. and I'm like she's with the Lord girl yeah. boom <laughs> okay can't beat that you can't beat that <laughs> sis but they don't have a phone in heaven yes you know what I'm saying it ain't no iPad FaceTime yes. you know and she doesn't pop up with balloons on graduation award ceremony and those kind of mm-hmm. things but I reinforce her. I let her know that it's important for her to always be on her best behavior because Granny is watching. She is teamed up with the Lord right now, and she's watching over us, and she has high expectations for us. So consider it as though Granny live in Africa and we live in America. We can't see her, you know? So it's not easy, you know, but praying over my baby. That was major, you know, reinforcing her and, you know, as I said, reinforcing who she is. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, and just explaining to her, you know, with those motions and things that I had, why I was sad. You know, she would come and just touch me. And I've seen Kendall. Oh, yeah. You know, she comes and just hugs me and rubs my face and kisses yeah. me and says, Mommy, it's okay. The compassion is real. The compassion is real. Yeah. It is real. So I'm, your mom, uh, she was sick. So she, like you said, you had the stages of the hospitalizations. Uh, so it was a little bit easier for Taylor, you know, to sort of grasp, like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. I'm in a hospital, so she's sick. Right. Um, with my daughter, Kendall, total opposite, you know. Yeah. Like, we were on vacation, literally left my mom waving at us at the airport. Like, we cried because we didn't want to leave her. Yes. And she was really in good standings, and then to hear that she's never coming back was, like, you know, beyond whirlwind and shock, Yes, you know? the mental health strike. Yes. So, yes. With Kendall, um, it's a walk in the, I mean, I'm working on it. It's a, taking it day by day. You're doing a great she's job, very, by the way. Very, thank you. She's very, very smart. And um, she yes. seems, she understands, which I think helps a lot. I'm blessed to have a child that sort of understands. And she's patient with me. Mm-hmm. I had a little breakdown a few days ago. And she's like, Mommy, you crying? Okay, just just cry, okay? <laughs> just to let it out. Yes, you know, Kendall. And then, yeah, like, and yes. then, then we got to go back and do this and that. Like, So it's really a walk in the park. But but being true to yourself, Mom. Yes. You know what I mean? When your emotions come, be true to yourself yes, because yes, your yes. child is watching. That's what I learned. Yeah, when she asks is why am I crying. Tell her now, the truth. Well, now she says, are you crying because of Granny? And then I'm, she just sort of already knows. And I'm like, yes. So, lady, I have been. I think that helps okay. a lot, being more open. Yes, the transparency is good for them, yeah, because they can feel it. They yeah, can so feel it. hide it, it doesn't really help. So. Um, this is a good one. So, have you been able to speak to your mom's friends um, and build a relationship with them since your mom's passing? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. First of all, I want to say I was on the phone driving here. I got a text message from one of my mom's best friends who lives, like, right around the corner from here. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, you know, honestly, I'm a bit emo. I'm not going to lie to you. And she's like, well, talk to me. She's like, normally it's me calling you like this. So I'm here and I'm ready for you. And for her to say that was a really big thing for me. Because when my mom passed away, a lot of people sought me out for strength. 
<laughs> they did. And it was it was a blessing. It was a blessing. But that for me let me know how important it was for me to live in the light of my mom because they were missing her too. And I was the direct connection to her. I am the her oldest child, you know what I mean? And I guess I'm just like her. <laughs> but they literally were like, we're not letting you go. You know, my mom's friends weren't just her friends. Like, we're family. You know what I mean? They're going to be at my wedding. They're at Taylor's birthdays and stuff. So, but sometimes it's hard. Yeah, so I, it's very hard for me. It's hard to talk but to them. I'm not, I'm not there. I mean, you have a few years of, you know, unfortunate grief experience. Right? <laughs> if that's a thing. But you have It is, though. <laughs> it is. But you have a little bit more years than me. So it's a little. It has been a little bit harder for me to uh, reach out to her friends. Like I ran into uh, one of her best friends in the street uh, one morning after I dropped my daughter off, hustling and bustling, and she was heading to the train before she. I saw her. She was walking fine. Then when she saw me, she started crying, like big welding up, crying, crying. I'm mm. looking at her like, bruh. I don't need this right I, now. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, get it together, auntie. I, but when I saw her, I wanted to. You know, I wanted to run and see how you doing. And when she saw you. She just, you know, and I, then she started talking. But she was, like, not asking me anything about what's going on with me. It was just like, how are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, trying to, like, talk. And I'm just like, look, go to work. I can't even see me. You know, I'm sorry that you are in this sort of moment now. But then people don't think about that moment when you get in your car. Right. And you try to get back into your yes, day. Yes. And now your emotions are I'll stirred up. up yes. And it's like, Lord, Pull up on me right now, God, because yes. I was not expecting that. I got a lot of things to do. Yeah. And I think um, it's just going back into expecting people to, you know, either step up, like your mom, step in that spot is where your mom was. Okay. Mm. Now, you know, all these friends that she had and all these family members and aunties and things like that. Mm. You expect, your mommy passed away, so you automatically expecting them to jump up and, you know, take mommy's place. Yeah. This is and a good that's, one. That's, that has not been happening you know and it's a reality that they are grieving too yes you know? so it's not easy for them to just get up and you know be there you for and, you hey what you doing on sunday you know or let's hey, go do so and yeah, so or, hey you know do you need you need me to take kendall because i work every other weekend anybody need kendall that's a shameless plug yes hashtag dm if you're available hashtag <laughs> hit me up <laughs> Hashtag Kendall reads and clean. I support it. But anyway, <laughs> the fact of the matter is they aren't calling you, you know, like yeah. mommy is, you know. So yes. it's hard for me to really, you know, stand up and be, okay, I'm going to be supportive for auntie because, you know, something's going on for her. Because in my head, I'm like, she almost, she didn't call me to ask me for Sunday dinner. But here's, or, how, here's what you remember, though, bro. What? And I want to say big shouts to my grandmother, Grand Diva. Boop, boop. <laughs> And it wasn't until maybe a few months ago, and we're going on three years for my mom, mm -hmm. and my grandmother said something to me that was so profound. She said, everyone cannot be everything to you. That is a fact. And I think that there is a, uh, a stigma that sometimes when we are taught to know, love, respect, honor certain people mm -hmm. in our lives and in our families, that there is, a, in, there is an invisible expectation that sometimes neither parties are aware of. Mm -hmm. So I had a relative say to me, well, I didn't know you expected that from me. 
And my reply to them was, but my mother was that to, to you. you. Hold on. Big. Drop the bomb. Drop a bomb boom, on that boom, one. Boom. <laughs> but major key alert was my mother right. was that to them. They weren't right, that to her. Right. She was that to them. That's so I could not expect, you know, certain things from people. And they showed me that because they were reaching out to me, seeking. What your mom did. Yes. Even to like, this day. Yeah. <laughs> calling me on the phone two hours. Yeah. And they like, God, I miss your mom for our conversations. And I'm like, she's here. You don't hear her? You don't hear her through me right now? Like, bro, it's been 90 minutes. <laughs> I'm sure she's pulled up already. But it's a blessing that people look to you for her wisdom. You know what I mean? But as you said, it's still very fresh yes. for you, Kiana. It's take, take me some time. Yes, and for everyone else too. Yes, yes. Um, relationships. How mm. was it being in a relationship uh, and experiencing this death? Mm. Did you feel like you received support? Uh, how did he grieve? Well, okay, so first disclaimer. The relationship that I was in when my parents passed away, I am no longer in the relationship with that person. I am now engaged to be married to someone else. Big up yourself. Big up yourself. Season's travel. Season. <laughs> Big friend. Um, however, I do have a lot of respect for him as my daughter's father. However, because he struggled emotionally, he took my mom's death very hard. I want to say big up to you, Douglas, because he definitely was there, you know, through both of my parents' passings. Um, and he was very supportive to Taylor. However, his inability to be supportive to me the way I needed him to be as my mate was not something that was an easy pill to swallow. It wasn't something that was easy to communicate to him. It wasn't something that was easy for me to just say. I can remember me being literally laid out on my living room floor, just mm. crying, listening to Donny Hathaway, like, oh. it, just, it brings it back <gasps> to everybody grieves differently, though. Yes, you know, it's but for him, it was, he's getting up, he was going to work. You know, he was very mechanical. I am very emotional. Right. So for me, it was like, no, I have to purge this because I won't be able to go on if I hold mm -hmm. it in. And for me, I understood that I needed someone who could nurture my emotions. Because when it's time for me to boss up, I'm bossing up. Yep. But when my emotions pop out, Lord help. <laughs> but he was unable to, you know, channel that and, you know, bring me back in. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to give a big shout to my fiance, Kevin, because this morning we're moving and I went to go in the attic and take out my mom's stuff. Whole emotional breakdown today, literally an hour and a half before I'm sitting at this mic. And it helped me to put things into perspective. You know what I'm saying? That it does not go away. And he was in the room with me and I literally was like in the corner mm -hmm. silently like just please I didn't want him to you know be distracted or think that I wasn't okay. I can tell you just let him cry. Let him see he pulled up on me and nurtured me in that moment and was like babe take the time that you need and I'll hold it down because I am used to being the person to hold it down. Yes. But it and doesn't have that Yes, yes, have yes. It aids in it. It aids in it. But relationships is not easy now. No, it's not. Not just the person you're dating, you know, relationships yes. in general. Yep. Yes, they're tested. People. They are. 
So what are some uh, self-care motives that you do to help you get you through when you have those, you know, down days? Because with grief, is up and down days. Mm -hmm. So what are some things that you do when you are having a down day? I know it sounds cliche. P-R-A-Y. Drop the bomb, DJ. (laughs) Seriously. And I want to encourage everyone, not just grievers, but healers, everyone, to pray. In your prayer, become more sincere in your prayers, more intentional, more direct, specific, specific, more purposeful, okay? I have to be honest. Anything that you see happening in my life where I prayed sincerely with a pure heart, with clean intentions to go forward in the sight of God and in love and in peace and helping others, you know? Prayer is one thing. Number two, I meditate as well. I meditate as well. I go to the beach. Like I'm, the winter was horrible because I've been <laughs> dying for good weather. <laughs> um, but I go to the beach. I like to go to the water, and I pray. I pray there. You know, I allow the sun to penetrate me. Allow the ocean to cleanse me. You know, this is very, very important. And honestly, I reach out to the tribe. And that's a fact. Being able to decipher those that are for you and not for you. Because in this time, you don't kind of can't, you don't trust anybody. Yes. You know, once that particular loved one, like a parent, is gone, who you know has your best interest in heart, who mm-hmm. won't steer you wrong, they won't lie to you. Mm-hmm. Once they're gone, it's like, Lord, I don't trust nobody. I don't know what they're thinking. And being able to release that is important. You know, talking, being honest, truthful, therapy. Black people, black people, black people, therapy. Things don't have to be wrong. We don't have to be shot up or losing a job to get shout a therapist. Shout out to my therapist. The yes. Best hour of my week. Yes. Okay. And sidebar on that one, I can say as your friend, I have seen the improvement in your healing. That's great to hear. I, I have seen the growth week. in your healing by you actually being truthful to yourself yeah. first. And saying, this is what I need. I need to speak to someone outside of my tribe, my family, my friends, my daughter. You know what I mean? Yes, that was a big, that was my self-care motive to get back. Uh, Because I realized that all the things I would do, and yes, they were helping. I do pray. I meditate as well. Mm -hmm. But I need it. I mean... I'm gonna. I'm. I'm a Leo, so we're very dramatic. <laughs> but I feel like my problems, okay, trump everyone else's at all times, twenty four seven. Like, and I get that everybody has their own things and going through their own things. I just knew that, you know, because my feelings, were, my my issues were so big. I had to speak to a professional. So that's how I saw it. <laughs> but this is a big issue, though. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you it's know? nothing small about. You know, losing a parent. Losing a parent, period. It's Especially, not. you know, the way I lost mine. So, therapy. I started back the gym as well. Yes. Um, which has been great. Have a little trainer. Pick up yourself, Raul. I know you're listening. Ooh, Sent you the link. Pump it up, pump <laughs> it up. Um, and the tribe. Yes, the tribe. I have a lot of people in my corner that uh, God just seems to just place at the right times at the right moment. That's so true, Kiana. And, um, always, you know, Giving out that the insight that you need, mm-hmm. you know, is take everything. You don't, don't take everything with a grain of salt, you know, because everything really does matter. And the people that's placed in your life are there for a reason. 
Dewana. Yes, girl. I want to thank you for taking the time to come on our show. You Session. are most welcome. Shedding some light on such a dark topic. Uh, and I wish it wasn't so dark. That's what I, that's what I'm trying to say. Like yes, there is girl. life after death. It's life know? after. Let the light shine, Kiana. Big yes. up yourself, Kiana. We only on episode two. You know, I, it's gonna get deeper, but it's gonna get lighter as well. And the it's healing fun. is gonna yes. increase. It's, it's a lot of fun with healing. Like yes. Finding out more about yourself and, and you know pushing yourself to the limit to see mm-hmm. how far you can actually get. And you'll so be surprised. Support is available. You just got to find the right outlet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of my big quotes. And don't count yourself out. You are your support, too. Yes, definitely. You know, do not. Bet on yourself. You won't go wrong. Love yourself. Love yourself. To close out, I just wanted to say I would never want to wish the loss of a mother on anyone. But for the ones that are walking this path right along with me, I want you guys to know that you are not alone. No one said it would be easy, but it is worth knowing. Worthy to know that we have conquered and gotten through this day. Taking one day at a time is key and goes a long way. Give yourself a break and embrace all the, of the little things and moments that remind you of mommy. Cry when you need to, laugh when you need to, but the end goal is to just get through the day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Tony Rose Foundation Presents Life After Death, the Notorious G-R-I-E-F. Healers, have a blessed day, and I will talk to you all soon. Peace, love, and blessings. Good night, guys.